From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome to the Screeners Podcast. I'm Daniel. This is Chad. I'm Chris. I'm Melody. And I'm Josh. And we are back to talk all things media. Before we get started, guys, we want you to be part of this podcast, all right? So join in the conversation with us on social media. Like us on Facebook. We do. We post a lot of things on there. We want to interact with you there. Tell us what we what we forgot. Tell us what we were wrong about, what we were right about, and what you want to hear about. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, at ScreenersCast. If you want to be a little less social but still on the media, you can email us if that's, if that's your thing. So you can email us at, at ScreenersCast at gmail.com. All right. With that out of the way, let's head into Jump Cuts. Jump Cuts. Jump Okay, at the time of this recording, we are a couple of weeks away from the Oscars. And so we thought it would be a good time for us to chime in on what we think about this year's nominees, who we think should win, maybe, versus who probably will win. La La Land, Daniel. And, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but last night I was on the uh, I was on the old Twitter and I saw Daniel tweet something that that got me thinking. At first it made me angry and then I was like, "Why am I angry?" <laughs> um and what Daniel did was he for for some reason, I don't know why, he's just sitting around and as we all know, Daniel is a lover of all things Oscar. And so <laughs> he tweeted out who he thought should have won the best picture each year from Oscar 2010 up until this year. And since I disagreed with about 80% of it, I thought that it would be worthy to talk about tonight. And so we're going to have a little Oscar feature jump cut this, uh, for this show. And uh, we're going to start off talking about Daniel's tweet and, and see if, if Daniel, if this is Team Daniel or Team Common Sense. And so, oh, come on, <laughs> come on. And so, uh, so what we're going to do is we're just going to go around and, and we'll, we'll start off with, with the picture that won the best picture for that specific year. And if we agree with it, then we'll just move on. And then we'll go around and say whether we thought a different nominee should win and hilarity will ensue. So I'll tell you what, let's start with Daniel since he is the genesis of this, uh, of this mess. And we're going to go all the way back to 2010. And so what I'll do just very, very quickly is uh, I'll mention, well, I guess 2010 is when they started doing more than five nominees. But mm-hmm. yeah. so in 2010, you had The King's Speech, 127 Hours, Black Swan, The Fighter, Inception, The Kids Are All Right. Social Network, Toy Story 3, True Grit, and Winter's Bone were all nominated for Best Picture. The King's Speech is the one that actually won Best Picture. So, Daniel, do you agree with that? I love The King's Speech, but no, I don't agree with that. I think The Social Network absolutely should have won. No doubt about it. And so you think The Social Network is better than The King's Speech? No question at all. No question at all. (laughs) Yes. Like, like not even Confident. a question. Like not even Confidently, at all. it is better. Okay, Josh, yes. what do you think about that? I I don't know. I like the King's Speech, and I think a period piece needs to win the Oscar every once in a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's kind of tough to say no to both the Social Network and the Fighter, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2010 was a fairly strong crowd, but I'll stick with the King's Speech, okay. even though I did. I did really like the social network. Okay, good call. We have one for the one for the man. Josh is sticking up for the man as he does. <laughs> yep. uh, Chris, what about you? You know what? I am totally Team Daniel. What? Oh yeah. my gosh! What is <laughs> that? Yes. What? Social network all the way. Absolutely, that was Daniel a wonderful Jr. movie. 
Daniels <laughs> am I Daniels Jr.? I just became Daniel Jr. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Okay, so Chris's team social network. What about you, Melody? I think from your reaction you disagree. I loved the King's speech. That was like definitely my favorite movie of that year, so I was very happy that it won. But if I was picking a runner up, I would pick The Fighter or 127 Hours, not The Social Network. You people are crazy. Oh, All great movies. You wouldn't even pick We're Social Network as a runner up. Good. Good for would you. Would not. Good for you. <laughs> David Fincher and Aaron Sorkin. I am actually, I am on Team Melody in this year, in 2010. Ooh. I think the social network is overrated. I said it. There it is. Oh, my God. By who? By Daniel? By the world. <laughs> by the world. It was nominated for a Best Picture. I don't think, I think it was really good. I don't think it was that good. I think oh uh, if I had to pick... I would actually probably stay with the King's speech, but my runner-up would actually be Toy Story Three. I think that movie is almost perfect. So, oh, great movie! Wow. And I that, was, cry that is a time. really I cry every that's time. That's a great crowd like, of nominees. I want to. It is. That's a lot of great. I want to institute a new rule here. If you say show, Social Network isn't nominee quality, you have to nominate something in its place. <laughs> that's a good rule. I didn't. Okay, <laughs> so let me back up. It's probably worthy of a nomination. Oh, Backpedaling now, aren't we? I'll give you that, but I would. I'm looking at this list. I would. Uh, the kids are all right. Is not as is worse, although that's a good movie. But that's the only one. I think all the rest I would. Oh no, and in, Inception for sure Inception? is out. Inception's yeah. out. But uh, yeah, okay, all right. So 2010, we've got a little bit of a split there, which takes us now to 2011. So very quickly, the nominees were The Artist, The Descendants, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Terrible. The Help, <laughs> Hugo, Midnight in Paris, Moneyball, The Tree of Life, and War Horse. And the winner for that year was The Artist. Now, okay, I'm not going to say anything. Daniel, what do you think should have won in 2011? Okay, this is the out of, out of all the years we're going to be talking about, this is the year that's toughest. I don't have a clue. I like a lot of those movies, but I don't love any of them, really. Um, I'm not passionate about any of them. So I don't really, I don't know. But what did you put in your tweet, though? You picked something, right? I put put The Descendants, (laughs) because that's probably the movie I've seen the most. (laughs) Okay. But I don't don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I... I'm open to debate on this one. I'm open to being wrong in this one. Okay. But yeah, I said the descendants. That's a common theme, open to being wrong in this segment. <laughs> <for you. laughs> uh, so Josh, what do you think? I hear I heard a little snarky laugh going on over there. Well, I'm, I'm just glad he's open to being wrong. Because if you don't know, just stick with the winner on this one. And don't pick the descendants. I mean, out of this list here. That is a great the only, movie. The only way you could have picked worse is... Well, like three of them, so never yeah, mind. Yeah, no, there were a lot of... You could have got, yeah. you could, you this could is get, a weak year. You this could really get much year. worse yeah. than the artist. All right, as Chris, much as, sorry, as, much as I would have loved to see Tree of Life win, I understand why it couldn't. So I'm going to pick Tree of Life because I've only seen two or three of these movies, okay. and it was the best one that I've seen. There you go. All right, Chris, what about you? I don't have an opinion. None of these movies are wonderful in my yeah. mind, so for me, I, I whatever. I don't. I really could care. Could... could Care, could not Couldn't. care less. There it is. There you could go. not care you found less. It. There it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. All right, Melody, what about you? You have an opinion on this year? I mean, I'd love to give you a great opinion and say something really poetic and, you know, like a film critic sort of a person, but I don't care about any of the movies at all. I just can't believe how weak of a year it was. Yeah, okay. It was. It, this, I, I mean, I, The yeah. Help was a good movie, but, like, I well, wouldn't give it an Oscar. Yeah. 
Yeah, I actually agree that this was a weak year. I don't think the artist was the best picture. The Descendants has the Descendants is actually a really good movie, and there's this, the the ending scene is is really wonderful. But for me, The Tree of Life is one of maybe my favorite movie of all time. It, it's it's an easily oh. in my top three. It's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece at, at in every what? level. Oh, I, wow. no doubt. Oh yeah, I no remember this conversation. It. it is a masterpiece in every sense of the word. And so I agree with Josh. There was no way it was going to win, but should it win? Absolutely not even close, especially when you compare it to the rest of the, I mean, extremely loud and incredibly close is, is legitimately oh, awful. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the help is good, but not Academy Award worthy. Hugo, yeah. I, people, I like it, but I don't love yeah. it. Yeah, Midnight in Paris, like it, don't love mm -hmm. it. Moneyball, like it, don't love yep. it. War Horse, yeah. not good. Not good. Terrible. Not Terrible good. movie. Which leaves the artist, the descendants, and Tree of Life. And the Tree of Life is a masterpiece. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah. So, Daniel. <laughs> done. That's 0 for 2 for you're, Daniel. You're, so now let's move on to 2012. <laughs> that, that southern accent came out so hardcore. You were definitely passionate. judgmental on our. I was. I was. I'm wow. pretty sure Chad planned this entire segment so he could talk about Tree <laughs> of Life. I think it so would, too. I think he's very I, passionate. If I did that, it would be worth it. It's a masterpiece, period. Okay. 2012. Oh. The uh, nominees are Argo, Amour, Beasts of the Southern Wild, Django Unchained, Les Miserables, Life of Pi, Lincoln, Silver Linings Playbook, and Zero Dark Thirty. Okay, great year. And the winner was yes. surprisingly in this year Argo because Affleck did not win Best Director. So, uh, Daniel, what did you think about 2012? <laughs> Uh, so my oh, favorite. Oh yes, movie, I know what's coming. Oh yeah, you do. Coming. Oh yeah, we've talked about this before. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've covered this before. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook uh, <laughs> oh, is God. an amazing <laughs> movie. Amazing. Get out! I freaking love that movie, and I won't even apologize for it, like I did The Descendants. That is a great movie. So, so wait a minute, is this is this just? Did you do this, Chad, just so we could shame Daniel? That's what I told you. I admitted to that at the beginning. I disagreed so vehemently with everything that he put that I yeah. had to talk about it. Yeah, I'm okay. Wow. I this, feel no shame. It feels dirtier as we continue this. Well, I, I must, feel like, why must, are we doing this? I must Port also Daniel? say that. I didn't really want to do this because I wanted to champion the tree of life. I wanted to shame Daniel for this pick. <laughs> right here. That's, that's wow. a nice pause there, Chad. So, wow. But Argo, I would say Argo would be my number two, but, uh, Oh, well that this makes a really it all good better. Year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This okay. was a good year. You're not going to like my choice. All right, Josh. So, uh, what did, what did you think? It was a good year, except for including Silver Linings Playbook, which was a terrible movie. <laughs> well, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I it love that movie. It was so hackneyed and awful. Yes. And I actually saw it. I saw it in the theater, and I left the theater. What did I see? That was so bad. But you have to like the writers from CBS companies. got together and wrote you, a drama. Wrote a, oh, my gosh. You have wow. to, though. You don't forget, though, guys. Daniel loves dancing in his movies. That's, That's why he true. loves it. So that is true. Oh, be nice to Daniel. Okay. I already said I feel no shame. So I can't I be start. nice to somebody that thinks Silver Linings Playbook was the best movie of 2012. It was. It oh, just my was. Word. All right, uh, Chris, okay. help us. Well, I, Wait, you're not going to like it. Yeah, but... did, did, did you skip pick? Josh? You skip Josh. It, it's, it's tough to pick here. Um, Les Mis has a special place in my heart, but it can't win because of Russell Crowe and his mouth full of marbles. Yeah, poor Russell uh, Crowe. But hey, you know what? Anne Hathaway. 
Yeah. Pretty great in that. True. She was great. Lincoln might have been a better movie than Argo. I don't it's it's a toss up between those two for me. Okay. All right, Chris, what about you? You know, honestly, like there are a lot of good choices here. I really enjoyed Lincoln quite a bit. And yeah. I liked Argo, actually. Yeah, um, so I thought I. it was an enjoyable an enjoyable film. So I don't know that I would change it too much. I mean, I I'm, I was a fan of Zero Dark Thirty, but I don't know about Best Picture. Yeah. So Argo, I think I think that that works for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Melody. What about you? Well, it's funny because looking looking at these movies now, I would say like I feel like Argo and Lincoln and maybe even Life of Pi, like would be in my mind contenders, but I remember this Oscars. I remember watching it because we do like Oscar party bet every year or whatever. And yeah. I remember like so hoping that Argo would win and being so happy that it did. Yeah. So in 2012, I Argo was clearly my pick. Uh, looking back now, I feel like, you know, either Argo or Lincoln, but I, I'm definitely happy with that choice. I am highly offended that Les Miserables <laughs> is on this list because I love the show so much and the movie was so disappointing, but the movie was that, the movie was great. Fine. No, yeah. it was not. Melody. Great. No, Melody. how can you? Oh. you no, no, I want to. I want to hear this. <laughs> I cried. I cried. Come on. Have you seen the stage show? I have. Yes, I saw it with you. I, I know you have. I'm talking <laughs> Daniel. All right, fine. I'm just saying I cannot hear those songs butchered like that and not be wow. offended. Wow. All right, let's move on. That's Come fair. On. That's fair. I actually am going to be okay with staying with Argo, although in the year 2012, my number one movie for that year was Life of Pi, and it's because I had a very strong reaction to it. But after a few years and objectively looking at the list, I would be fine with Lincoln, Life of Pi, or Argo. So in yeah. that case, a tie goes to the winner. So, uh, yeah, I'm fine with Argo. I love Argo. I own it. I've seen it several times. It, it, it holds up. So I need that, to watch it again. I really I remember enjoying that a lot when we were in great. the theater and not thinking ever that it would be nominated for an Oscar. So, yeah, it, it's legitimately great. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that one. So I think the biggest problem was Silver Linings Playbook and Daniel is up for three. <laughs> Moving on. Wait, no, we don't need to do question. the rest of the years, right? Would you take, <laughs> would you take a more over Silver Linings Playbook? Honestly, a hundred times out of a hundred. I wanted to shoot myself watching a more. A movie oh. doesn't have to make you feel good for it to be a good I, movie, Daniel. I understand that, and it was just so dour. Yeah, oh, God. Anyway, and that on. was what it was trying to do. <laughs> what was Silver Linings Playbook trying to say? Excelsior. Exactly. <laughs> Can we please move on? Let's, You're let's right. move it's on. not worth it. You're right, Chris. Let's I agree. It's not worth it. 2013, <laughs> the nominees were... 12 Years a Slave, American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philomena, Wolf of Wall Street. This Philomena. particular... I don't even remember that. It's good. It's on Netflix. You can see it. This Philomania, pa- as Leonardo DiCaprio would say. This particular pick from Daniel's uh, tweet was if Silver Linings Playbook was 1A, this is 1B. <laughs> Daniel... <laughs> Let, let me also say the winner of this Oscar for Best Picture was 12 Years a Slave. Daniel, yeah. what do you think should have won? <laughs> that is This is so, <laughs> so hard. This is why Daniel was sad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He knew he was coming to his, his doom. The man <laughs> put it out into the world, people. I, I did. I did. I asked did. to shame everyone for their tweets. I'm going to be very careful with what I put on social media from this point <laughs> going forward because I never know. 
No, Being I feel careful super on social media is a good is a good policy in general. People. It is. That All is right. true. Well, I'm not in fear Daniel. of you. In fear of you, Chad. <laughs> Go ahead, Daniel. Justify no, I yourself. I feel super confident in this one. <laughs> uh, my pick is the winner for best director that year. So clearly not an insane choice here. Uh, and that would be Gravity. Mm. I do. Uh, um, is absolutely <laughs> my second choice. <laughs> he can't say, even talk because everyone's laughing. Gravity. What is wrong with you people? That movie won Best Director. Like, like you, you're acting like this is some Razzie Award-winning movie here. Like, this is a great movie. What is wrong with you people? Oh, Daniel, I love you so much in the face of your blatant wrongness. All right. So, Gravity was the best picture. Josh, do you agree? No. I mean, no. I'm not going to spend as much time saying why as I did on the previous years because, okay, I'll just... I'll, let me talk about me for a second. <laughs> um, what? Oh, it's Please hard do. to say 12 Years a Slave shouldn't have won because it was great. Um, it this, was. This is, this is a tough year. Um, not as Actually, not as tough as the two years that are about to come. But Dallas Buyers Club was also a great movie. Yep. And you know how much I liked her despite Chad's lack of a heart on this movie. I liked it. <laughs> Whoa, Chad's lack of heart. No, you didn't. I did. I liked it. It's better than Gravity. Does that make you feel better? <laughs> uh, it does, actually. No, so I'll I'll stick with Twelve Years a Slave, but I really did like her. Okay. And so. Nebraska was a good movie, but not a best picture. Good movie. Okay. Okay. So Josh would have picked her. What about you, Chris? I would have picked Gravity. Oh no! Oh my god! I I loved Gravity. In Thank fact, you. The other Space. day I was watching um, a retrospective of uh, films and Space. like styles and things that had you know not been seen in cinema before. And okay, look. So here here's my here's what I would say is is that obviously I feel like Gravity has not aged well, but I do feel like that year and seeing that movie in the theater was an experience unlike anything I'd ever seen yes. in cinema before. So for me, I felt like that did something different than you know I'd ever seen. So that's why I really loved it a lot. So I would, I would go with Gravity. I was okay. rooting for it then, and I'm still yeah. rooting for it now. That's fair. Thank that's you. fair. So just Redemption. Like, yeah, just like uh, James Cameron with Avatar, if you just make some cool new way to shoot something, you actually can fool people into thinking it's a good movie. Melody. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, snap. What did you think should have won? I mean, I will go. say that when come on, come on, I can yes. tell where this is going. Calm yourself down. No, I will say that when I pulled up the nominees for 2013 to see my options, I was confused by the fact that Gravity was on the list of nominees because I did not even recall that that was nominated, and certainly don't think it's Oscar worthy. So I'm not going with my husband on this one, even though it was fun. But, like, you're saying it hasn't aged well. It's that's three years ago. So, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, no, I, 12 Years of Slave sh- definitely should have won that year. It was a great film. Good I, I don't. Good pick. I, I agree that 12 Years of Slave should have won. It was also my number one that year. But, and I'm not trying to beat down on Daniel because I love Daniel. Daniel is wonderful. <laughs> Daniel and Chris. Whatever. I enjoyed Gravity in the theater. I really did. I enjoyed it as a spectacle film. I did. Yeah. I, I really did have a good time. But Wolf of Wall Street, Her, Dallas Buyers Club, and definitely Captain Phillips are all better yeah. than Gravity. Uh, if you want to just do like an action for action movie, I would take Captain Phillips over Gravity every day of the week. Yep. Uh, so, yep. you know, for me, uh, I would definitely stay with 12 Years a Slave, but I understand 
why I know I don't understand. So that's why that's why we're having this thing. <laughs> no, you want you want to do it. You just want to be outraged. That's okay. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. No. Yes, that's right. Well, Chad you know, is triggered. It's 2017. <laughs> Everybody gets mad about everything. It's a new world. So, that's what we do. That's all right. We do so, now. Daniel's over four. Let's move to 2014. <laughs> oh my gosh. 2014. And so we've got uh, 2014 and 2015 uh, to go. So the nominees were Birdman, American Sniper, Boyhood. The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. Strong year. The winner was Birdman. So, Daniel, what did you think about 2014? I absolutely think Boyhood should have won. Uh, I loved it. Was it was kind of between Boyhood and Whiplash? Those are my top two of the year. Mm-hmm. I love Whiplash so much. Um, so I would have been okay with either, but I do think Boyhood. Should have won. I love that movie a lot. Okay. I'm actually not going to hate on you for picking Boyhood. Fair enough. Even though yeah. I think it's the next to the worst movie on the list. Okay. What? Joshua. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Wow. Josh, yeah. what do you yeah. think? <laughs> if you're not What's going happening? to, I will. Because the way you said gravity, if you can come up with an inventive way to shoot something and people think it's a good movie, if you can come up with a good uh, innovative idea for a concept for a movie, people can will think it's a good movie. And that's what happened with Boyhood. It was emotional at times, but it wasn't a, an Oscar movie. Um, it was a good movie, but it wasn't Best Picture. I am uh, on Team Josh tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So All I wanted was to win your approval. I was one of the few who was fine with Birdman winning this year. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people weren't. Um, I was not. But this is a, this is a very strong field. It, I w- it would have been great to see Wes Anderson win a Best Picture. And also, I like the imitation game, despite all the controversy around it. Okay. But So I'm fine with Boyhood, but the rest of them were great, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was a strong year. Chris, do you have any strong thoughts one way or the other? You know what? I didn't at the time, but I have since seen most <laughs> of the Suddenly films. Suddenly, I do. <laughs> no, no, no. I, well, at the time, I hadn't seen most of these movies, because I remember going in thinking, well, whatever. I hadn't seen Birdman at the time. I had So... You know, there's one director on here that I do not like. Wes Anderson is I I do not like his films. Yes. However, we're shocked, we're all shocked. However, the Grand Budapest Hotel should have won Best Picture that year. Oh, that wow. movie! Wow. wow, that movie is spectacular. Was, like, I was entranced while I was Chris watching that Farrell film. Likes a Wes Anderson movie, I don't, folks. I, I don't understand it. I don't. I don't know why it's this one, but. <laughs> It got me, and I it got it hooks in me, and I loved it. I loved every second of it. It's a wonderful movie. Awesome. Okay. Wow. All right, uh, Melody. That's what about you? Well, I've been dreading this moment of answering this question because <laughs> 2014 was a really hard year for me. I don't know. I guess I saw no movies. You guys, I have literally seen only one of these movies, and oh, it is Melody. Birdman. It's the only wow. one I've seen <laughs> still to this That's day. Right. And I hated Birdman. So I oh. think over Birdman. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Listen, and that's my that's sad fair. story. Listen, can no, you, it's not. Birdman was good. Listen, you're good. continuing the trend of a gimmick movie. It's a single shot movie, and blah blah blah. Yeah, it's true. But it doesn't make it a great movie. It is a good movie. It's a it's very a good, good movie. movie. And I was very disappointed that Michael Keaton didn't win the Oscar because I think he should have for that. But. I think on this list, if I had to pick one, my number one movie that year was Selma, and my number two movie, but I mean so close that they might as well have been tied, was Whiplash. So I I think Whiplash, Selma, 
Grand Budapest Hotel, I think, was my number three, which I agree with you, Chris, is fan-freaking-tastic. I think so all, is Whiplash. Whiplash is great. Don't, is. don't get me Whiplash wrong. Is great. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah, I think yeah, all, I, all three of those are better than Birdman, in my opinion. Um, I couldn't agree more. But so. it's still a good movie. But Grand yeah. Budapest Hotel, man, that movie, yeah. if you haven't seen that film, yeah. go, we, Melody, we should watch that movie. It is... It's great. It is it's spectacular. It I really. Get it. I feel about. I didn't get it. You didn't like really? it. Really? You didn't get it? No. Do you like his other stuff? Some of it. I, it's hit. Wes Anderson's so hit or miss for me. It's just not my thing. I. I don't know. Yeah. I really try. I really want to like his stuff because I feel so like a bad no, I, film geek for not liking his stuff. But I just don't I can't get no, into it. Don't That's get fair. me wrong. I, I. I actively dislike Wes Anderson. Like. <laughs> I, I really do. Of course you do. But it was on, I don't remember, I guess it's on a streaming service someplace. And I was like, well, I'll just watch it. So I started watching it and I was like, what is this film? It is, it is, it's actually, I, I, I'm loving this. It's one of his most accessible films as well, as far as like plot. I mean, it's super quirky it's weird. and weird. Yeah, it's but weird. But if, if you're going to recommend one to somebody, it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings us to 2015. Daniel is 0 for 5. <laughs> so this is the last know. year. Last year we're going to talk about before we move into this year's current. Uh, I, have, I, I have hope for this year, though, okay. that I might I might line up with you guys. Maybe. This is possible. This is possible. Wait, what? This year? So. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, that's not, not happening, Daniel. Right. So the nominees were Spotlight, The Big Short, Oh, Bridge, I totally forgot. Bridge of Spies, <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, and Room. And the winner, to many people's surprise, was yeah. Spotlight. So, Weird. Daniel, what did you think about 2015? Yeah, I just remembered why we're not going to line up. But, I mean, we all loved Mad Max, so at least I'm not going to get mocked for the except for Josh. Uh, so I'm not, not going to get mocked for this one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so... I, even though Mad Max doesn't feel like a best picture winner, it was the best picture of 2015, no doubt about it. I liked Spotlight. I actually liked, I don't think there's any of these movies that I disliked, except for Big Short. But uh, yeah, Aww. so I, I would say Mad Max with, I guess, I guess Spotlight as a runner up, I guess. Okay, okay. So Daniel has disagreed with Oscar for every one of these years. <laughs> yeah. And understandably, we have, we have disagreed with, with them as well. Josh. Do you agree that Mad Max Fury Road was the best film of 2015? <laughs> why do you got to be so incendiary? Why, why do you got to pour gasoline on the I fire? I am literally just asking the question. Daniel said it was the best. I'm just asking Josh if he agrees. Josh? <laughs> Recent memory. I cannot remember being as viscerally angry that I was sitting in a movie theater watching a movie than I was during Mad Max. I left that movie <laughs> l with less humanity in my soul. Oh my god! Don't be too dramatic. I mean, there's not much there, so that's okay. I I, I feel like that's okay. Josh. It, it was a very small piece, of course, yeah. because there's not much left to give, like you said. But man, how you people like that movie? The Big Short was the best movie of 2015, so <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave it there. I ended up seeing all of these. Daniel, did you just make and a, like a <laughs> I did. I did, yeah. A wet my feeling. I think I think things have gotten nasty here on the screeners tonight, people. That's right. Throw down. This is exactly why I wanted to do this segment. You started this. You started it. Yeah, right. it's your fault. All right. So no, Daniel, these these are really strong picks, except for Mad Max. Okay. Okay. So Daniel, 
Josh uh, mocked humanity, and then you literally pooped on him. <laughs> so, Chris, redeem this show. Bring us back to center. What was the best movie yeah. of 2015? Oh, Mad Max Fury Road. But be, <laughs> by like, by I don't, I don't know how far. Like, it was unbelievably wonderful. In fact, the last two years, my favorite movie of the year, I feel like, should also be the movie that wins the Oscar. So for me, Mad Max Fury Road, and he should have won. Did he win Best Director? No, he didn't. He, did not. he should have. He should have. I mean, that movie is all direction, and it was just incredible. Very close runner-up for me, anyway, was The Martian. So anyway, those two films, I love them. Okay. All right. Melanie, what about you? I'm probably going to disappoint you, Chad, but I'm just going to say it like it is. Okay. I... If we were, if I was picking like my top movies of all these last years, like possibly three of them would be yeah. from 2015, yes. which would be Mad Max, The Martian, and the big. Well, I don't know if the Big Short, but anyways, I really liked the Big Short. I feel like I want to say that I would choose Mad Max. I feel like I'm like not allowed to say that because like it's not like an Oscar sort of winning what? movie. But but I'm going to say no. I'm just saying like I feel like I'll be shamed, but I'm doing it anyways because I I love. Who are you going to get shamed by? It was a magical yes, and Chad apparently, but it was a magical theatrical experience, and I loved that movie. It was a beautiful thing. Matt Max. Max. Hey, did we list? Did we list the nominees then this year? I don't know that we did. Oh, you did. Okay, fantastic. I did. So I actually saw Mad Max with you and Chris, and yes, you did. It is, without a doubt, magnificent. I absolutely agree with that. I think yeah. for me, I was more upset that George Miller didn't win director than yeah. I was, because I don't think Mad Max was the best movie of the nominees, but I do think he should have won for direction. And I love Mad Max. Also love The Martian. Didn't like The Revenant. For me, I think the, I'm actually okay with Spotlight. I really enjoyed Spotlight and Room, honestly. I thought both of yes. those two movies... And, and probably if I had to switch, I would switch Spotlight to Room. And then Mad Max may be down in there. I love The Big Short, but not as much as you guys. But there's no denying the power of Mad Max. It's just a visceral experience. We viscerally loved what Josh viscerally hated. So, <laughs> just like we do everything. Reaction. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. That's right. But anyway, I think the, the this was fun to talk about this. And I think the major takeaway we have is that Daniel was wrong about all of them. <laughs> Nah, except, except I'll give Mad you guys Max. Mad Max because the fa- yeah, team Farrell is won. is on there, um, and so we're welcome, outnumbered. Daniel. But, Thank um, you, I appreciate that. I said eighty percent because I knew you guys were going to be on Team Mad Max, <laughs> and so <clears throat> that was fine. That was fine, and so that brings us now to our current slate of nominees for 2016. And so what we're going to do, we're just going to go around the horn, and we're going to talk about the six major categories: supporting actor, best actor, supporting actress, best actress best director and best picture and we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about them because we'll do an oscars uh, retrospective after it's over but we're just going to talk about who we think will win and who we think should win in each one of those categories uh we'll just keep going in the same order and uh, we'll go to daniel and we're going to start with best actress in a supporting role the nominees are viola davis for fences naomi harris for moonlight nicole kidman in lion octavia spencer in hidden figures and michelle williams for manchester by the sea Daniel, what do you think is going to happen? Viola Davis has it in the bag, no question. She's got it, and uh, and honestly, out of the out of the nominees, she deserves it. 
All right, all right. So Viola Davis, Daniel sounds very confident. And as we all know, Daniel spends lots of time kind of studying the odds, who's going to win, etc. And so he's pretty confident in his pick. Josh, have you seen any of these movies to make a pick? Well, I'm going to have to, um, as with all of these questions, I think we're doing six categories here. I'm going to have to say, ask me next year when I've seen these movies. Okay. Uh, best supporting actress, I have seen none of these movies. Okay. So I'm going to go with Daniel. Daniel's right. <laughs> Thank you. That's wow. a pretty, that's, a, that's probably a pretty safe bet in this case. Chris, what about you? Do you have an opinion on these? Yeah, no, I mean, just Viola Davis, just from the buzz that I'm hearing that I think if I'm going to if I'm a betting man, I'm putting my my money on Viola Davis. OK. And Melody? Well, we will be doing a bet. And so my money will be actually going uh, to Viola Davis. See, uh, this isn't good. So we <clears throat> Melody, you and I have to yeah, actually walk this in. I know. We have to lock this in. You cannot change. Why? No, you can change it. You can I change it up until it. the night. Yeah, definitely. Oh, this is not. This isn't cool. Why? But also, what do you? What did you guys want to, want to win in the category? You didn't say that. I don't have another opinion. Viola Davis. So just you yeah. don't need to ask me yeah. that. <laughs> what, what I, 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 I will. I will yell it when I when I say I have. There's only like three that I have like a a, a reaction that I wish something else somebody else would win. So. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, that's fair. And for me, I think for sure Viola Davis is going to win. And honestly, I have no problem with that. Her performance was stellar. But if I had to pick one, I'd pick Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea. Um, but that's not. But that's not going to happen. Uh, and I'm not even mad about it because both of those performances are are phenomenal in in their own way. So that'll take us to now Best Actress uh, in a leading role. Uh, the nominees are uh, Isabella. Uh, is it? Uper for Elle, uh, Ruth Nega for Loving, Natalie Portman for Jackie, Emma Stone for La La Land, and Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. <laughs> okay. So, uh, wow. Daniel, do you have a uh, – who do you think is going to win and who do you think should win? I'm like 80% that Emma Stone is going to win. I feel pretty confident about that. Who do I think should win? I know y'all are going to mock me for saying, or at least Chad will, for saying Natalie Portman shouldn't win. But honestly, I really liked Emma Stone's performance. Uh, and it was an amazing movie. So that's what I have a bias. So yeah, you also think she should win? Uh, yeah. Emma Stone. Okay. Okay. All right. Josh, uh, same question. Who do you think will win? Same answer. Haven't seen any of them. Good, good, good. Uh, <laughs> should Natalie Portman and Will Meryl Streep? I have no idea. That's good. We're going to write that down. Chris? Emma Stone will win, and Amy Adams should win. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. There you go. Uh, yeah, She's not go. nominated, but that is a travesty it of is epic a travesty. proportions. Meryl yeah. Streep and both uh, and Isabella Huppert uh, should both be replaced by Amy Adams. Man. <laughs> she should get two nominations. She should get two. <laughs> she should. Um, what about you, uh, Melody? Well, Chris stole my answer. I thought I was going to be all smart. Uh, yeah, I think Emma Stone will win, but I would vote for Amy Adams. And But I do not agree with you hating on Meryl Streep. Florence Foster Jenkins was great. I am not hating on her. She's wonderful in everything that she does, but it's clearly... It's clearly the worst of these, and yes. there and there are better performances that weren't nominated. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I love Meryl Streep. She's the best Amy actress Adams. in the history of yeah. our lives. You guys are voting for Amy Adams in Nocturnal Animals, right? right. <laughs> she was great in Nocturnal Animals. Alright, so... Actress in a leading role, Emma Stone is going to win, and Natalie Portman should win. That's the end of that statement right there. I'm not even going to mock you, Daniel. I'm not going to mock you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank but you. 
her performance is singular, and Emma Stone is just cute and fun, and she sings one decent song not very well. That's it. Okay. <laughs> so, which now takes us to uh, actor in a supporting role, and the nominees for actor in a supporting role are Mahershala Ali for Moonlight, Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water, Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel for Lion, and Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. Uh, Daniel, what do you think? I feel pretty confident in my her- Oh, I'm going to butcher it. Mahershala Ali, is that right? Is that how you say it? Close Mahershala? enough. Yeah. Mahershala uh, uh, Ali. I- I'm going to go with that because it's easy to say. Mahershala Ali for Moonlight is is pretty safely going to win. Uh, who should win? It was a short performance, but I think his was the best. Mahershala Ali. I- I- Dev Patel was great too, but yeah. Mahershala Ali. Okay. All right. So, so far, Daniel's in lockstep with who will and, and also thinking that they should. Uh, Josh? I'd like to point out that you're ranking best supporting actor above lead actress, all the male categories above the female categories. That's sexist, so sexist. and I quit. That was bothering me quite a bit, actually. <laughs> what but... was bothering you? We did the two actress categories and we're doing the two male categories. Is that a problem? And the reason I yeah. did that is because that's how they're ordered on the website, people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> that's how they're ordered on the website. Hey, that's exactly all part of the, the problem. problem. Let me tell you, progressive liberals made this website, so take it up with them. <laughs> yeah, Zootopia oh, is, is on there. All right, go, Joshua. Uh, still no opinion. Okay. <laughs> Chris? <laughs> uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name either, but Mahershala, Mahershala. Yeah, Mahershala. Mahershala Ali will win. I really enjoyed Jeff Bridges in Hell or High Water. I, you know, he, he was great. So uh, I would say uh, Jeff Bridges. I'd love to see him win an Oscar. Okay. Melody? I have not seen any of these movies, you guys. So I'm going to go with Daniel's pick. Okay. I will also agree that he is going to win. If I, Who I think should win is actually Michael Shannon. Because we talked about this in our top ten episode. Mm-hmm. That performance is crazy mm-hmm. good. And it, it comes out of nowhere. Although Ali's performance in Moonlight is my favorite performance in the film. And it's, and it's wonderful. But I think Michael Shannon should win. But he won't. All right. Wow. Which now takes us to leading role by an actor. Nominees are Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield, Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling, La La Land, Viggo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington in Fences. Daniel, what do you say? This is the only category that I actually I don't I don't feel confident in who's going to win. I don't know. Uh, it's it's a it's up between Casey Affleck and Denzel. Uh, they've both won a lot. So. Right now, I'm going to say Denzel. I might even change before Oscar night. I don't know. But Casey Affleck had the best performance of the year, so he should win. But I'm going with Denzel for now. Okay. Josh? I'm assuming Casey Affleck will win. Okay. Um, I I don't know. Okay. Probably prefer Andy Garfield <laughs> to win. I, I don't know. Okay. All right. All right, Chris? I'm going with a little Affleck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Melody? Well, I don't know if I want to show my hand because maybe this is nothing or maybe I should know it. So I'll win the Oscar pot. But <laughs> apparently there's some like charges about Casey yeah. Affleck that may yeah, affect that, that, that he's a terrible and, person. It won't affect so, him winning an award. I mean, it, that's it. it might. Could. It that's could. why he lost out on the SAG award. That's why he lost to Denzel. Or I mean, it seems like that's why. It's also why Birth of a Nation was oh, yeah. for anything. Yeah. yeah, that's completely true. Yeah. What he's got a lot this? of what sexual assault about? charges. Uh, yeah, assault. So uh, I, I'm going to go with Denzel or Vigo. I kind of hope Vigo gets it. 
Okay. Even though I haven't seen it, really? but I like him. Okay. <laughs> Just because he's in Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Vigo Moore, Captain Fantastic is a great movie. I know Daniel doesn't like it as much as I do, and his performance is great. I think Casey Affleck is still going to win, and I think he should win. Denzel's performance is great. There's no doubt about it. But Casey Affleck's performance is affecting in a way that is transcendent, in my opinion. I think he should win. True. All right. And that now takes us to Best Director. And so uh, this is the penultimate award of the night. It's a big deal. And the nominees are... Barry Jenkins from Moonlight, Kenneth Lonergan, Manchester by the Sea, Damien Chazelle in Daniel's La La Land, uh, <laughs> Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge, and Denis Villeneuve for Arrival. So, uh, Daniel, what do you say? Come on. Come on. Damien Chazelle <laughs> will absolutely win. No question about it. And he absolutely deserves to win. Fight me. <laughs> Daniel has had enough of this abuse. <laughs> Gloves are off. Okay. All right, uh Josh. Uh uh arrival. Denis Villeneuve because it's the only one I've seen. Okay. Okay. Chris. Yeah, Denis Villeneuve. I mean, yes. Man, that movie is so good. It is. Oh, it's so good. Storytelling, everything about that is it just is. It's great. Glorious. It is great. Melody. I mean, I'm not sure that the directing is the best thing about La La Land. I'm not quite sure what is the best thing about La La Land, but I'm going to go with the arrival director that I don't know how to pronounce his name. Okay. Okay. And so Wait, was you, that? Are you guys saying? Yeah. You, for, both of you think he is going to win? Oh, I. Oh, I mean, oh, no, no, no. Damien I'm Chazelle's so sorry. Going to win. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Damien Chazelle will win. Denis yeah. Villeneuve should should win. I'm okay. so sorry. Yes. Is that the correct. same thing for you, Melody? Yes, that is what I'm saying. Yeah, there's no doubt that people like Daniel have drunk the Kool-Aid <laughs> and they're going to push uh, Damien Chazelle to a win, which I'm fine. I'm actually fine with because as a filmmaker, I really like him and Whiplash was is amazing. But who should win is Kenneth Lonergan because he's crafted a masterpiece. I mean, just a, a phenomenal piece of film that I think is the best movie of the year. So that's, that's who I think should win, but there is no chance that's going to happen, <laughs> which now takes us to the best picture. So the nominees are arrival fences, hacksaw Ridge, hell or high water, hidden figures, la la land, lion, Manchester by the sea and moonlight. And it's important that we get this right. So that three or four years from now, when Daniel gets out on another crazy tweet yeah. storm, <laughs> That we can come back and retroactively correct him. So, Daniel, what will win Best Picture and what should win Best Picture? Well, as we were going back on the years, I didn't agree with any of the Best Picture winners since 2010 at least. But this year, I will agree with the winner. (laughs) It will be La La Land and it should be La La Land and it should always be La La Land. (laughs) It should always be La La Land. (laughs) That's they should get new... nominated every year from here <laughs> yes. on out. Yes. That Change the rules. They oh, need to man. put that pull quote on their poster. It should always be La La Land. <laughs> okay. All right, Josh, what do you think? Uh, again, ask me next year as I have only seen Arrival out of all of these so far. Okay. So we'll I do. guess I vote for Arrival. I, I don't know. It's a good vote. It's it is like a good movie. Num- it was like your number three, right? Great movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's was, it was a good movie, but I haven't seen any of these. And well, you can see most of them. Yeah, yeah, you can no. see most of them. You can. No. 
You just have to be willing to spend like six bucks for a matinee, Josh. Just go do it. All six right. bucks? Where do you see movies? At the my theater in Cleveland. Just drop down the road. You're right down the road. We have $5 Movie Tuesdays. All movies all day are $5. Come on that down. That sounds fantastic. All there right, are some Chris. of these that you would really like. Yes, you would. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, you will, for sure. All right, Chris, what about you? La La Land will win, unfortunately. But there's no <laughs> doubt Arrival should. Man, Arrival is great. <laughs> it is great. It is great. Melody, do you share that opinion? I do share that opinion. I do. Okay. I, one day one day I want I want to talk with Daniel Moore about what exactly it is about La La Land that he loves so much because I feel like it I just want to understand. I mean, I like the movie. I I just don't understand why is it going to win all these awards. I want to understand. Maybe, Maybe we'll be able to have feel that things. Today's not that day. Maybe when he comes down to Sarasota and we have lunch that day, maybe we can just talk all about La La Land. I'm sure he'll have lots to say about it. (laughs) All right. Well, we all know what will win is La La Land. What I think should win is Manchester by the Sea. Uh, We've already talked about why I think it's the greatest movie this year, and I still do. But in order to keep up my streak of bashing Daniel tonight, I think that Moonlight, Manchester by the Sea, Lion, Hell or High Water, Fences, (laughs) and Arrival are all better than La La Land. (laughs) Fences? You think Fences is better? I do. Fences is fantastic. You don't agree? It's it's fine. Of course he doesn't agree. Daniel. Daniel. They're all better. The only one on this list that is not, the only two that are not better are Hidden Figures and Hacksaw Ridge. And Hacksaw Ridge is great, but it's, uh, I had some problems with it, but. Yeah, anyway, that's it. So we hope you folks have enjoyed our Oscars uh, talk here. If you agree or disagree, please make sure to get on Daniel's Twitter account and or Facebook and let him know how wrong he is. We would love that very much. I need support right now, guys. Thank you. The Brian Williams 30 Rockefeller Center. What is your Twitter, by the way? Just so our our, our, our listeners, what is your Twitter? At DK. There you go. At At H-O-W-A-T-D-K, folks. Let him know. (laughs) Let him know. You know, I'm out. waiting. I'm and waiting. put it on our put it on the screener's Facebook page. We would love to share in that moment. Yes. In the next couple of days, the screeners will be putting out a link to something called the Gold Derby. And we'd like for you to join with the screeners. Create an account. It's free. It doesn't take very long. And you go in and we're all going to put in our predictions for Oscars for this year and then publicly shame each other when we're all wrong. So just be looking on our Twitter account and our Facebook page. Join in with us. Make sure that you go in, and we'll just have a, a, a fun competition, and it'll be a lot of fun. So make sure to check that out and join us. And so uh, thanks for listening to the Oscars talk, and with that, we'll move to our main event. Welcome to the main event. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Somebody coughed over me. It was unfortunate. Open in black. Every important movie opens in black. He's been practicing that a long time, folks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So our main event this episode is Lego Batman. Computer, how do I put the Joker in Arkham Asylum? Quickest route, no freeways. Computer, do you hear me? Hello, Master Bruce. I've just taken away your computer privileges. Gasp! Sir, it's time for you to stop this unhealthy behavior. You can't spend the rest of your life alone, dressed in black, and staying up all night. Good night, Alfred. Sir, it's morning. You need to take responsibility for your life, and it starts by raising your son. I'm sorry. 
I literally have no idea what you're talking about. The young orphan you adopted at the gala. Woo! I thought I was being sarcastic. Hello, secret camera. Batman! Whoa! You're darn right, whoa. Wait, does Batman live in Bruce Wayne's basement? No, Bruce Wayne lives in Batman's attic. Wow, do I get a costume? Don't touch that. The Mariachi. I like that, one. that one is culturally insensitive. Night Terror. What do we think of this? Glam Bat. This one. Absolutely not. Wait, what's that one there? I love it. My only trouble is his pants are just a little tight. I got an idea. Rip! It's better. Now I'm free. Now I'm moving. Come on, Batman. Let's get grooving. I can only look you in the eyes right now. The IMDb description reads, Bruce Wayne must not only deal with the criminals of Gotham City, but also the responsibility of raising a boy he adopted. Well, that is just a fantastic description. Um, <laughs> listening, <laughs> and I'm sure listening to the trailer just went right in with that description. I'm sure they, they fit together very well. I know what I thought of this movie as the sole creepy mid-30s guy, <laughs> early 30s guy sitting in a theater full of parents and their children. Oh, man. Yes. But I'm not going to start the discussion. Instead, we're going to start with Melody. Melody, what did you think of Lego Batman? Well, I thought it was just delightful. <laughs> okay, so we we loved it. We had a great time. Went with the whole family, the kids, the grown-ups. Definitely loved the kids enjoying the film. However, I think that the grown-ups all enjoyed it more than the kids. Like, there were multiple times where my youngest <laughs> would, like, fake laugh because everyone else was laughing. <laughs> and she had no idea what was so funny, but she was fake laughing. So I kind of felt bad, but... No, it, we we all enjoyed it very much. It was a great film, a lot of a lot of heart, I think, that these Lego movies have, and I think that from the first one, it carried on into this one. I mean, I I have to say, my favorite characters were not the main characters; they were some of the side characters, which perhaps we sh I should not mention until spoilers. It was fun. I loved it. That's what I got. That's a thumbs up from Melody. It sounds like. So let's go on to Chad. Chad, did you see it with the whole family? No, Josh. The only thing worse than being a mid-30s creepy guy is an early-40s <laughs> creepy guy <laughs> who, uh, <laughs> who goes into a packed theater, and it was packed, and has to sit on the second freaking row oh. <laughs> and oh, look no. straight up the whole time. It was very was it aggravated. 3D, too? No, it was not 3D. I'm, I'm over 3D. There's no doubt about these movies that they have kind of tapped into... Uh, a way to fool kids into liking these movies when they are pretty much, in fact, made for adults, I think. They are entertaining. For me, I'm going to talk about the good first and then the bad general overview. The good is that this is still a very high-quality movie. It's very funny. It has a lot of uh, a lot of heart, like Melody said. Uh, I think the message behind the movie is good. Um, and I was certainly entertained. It was fun to see the different characters. And you talk about pop culture references a mile a minute. This may be like a world record. I mean, like, there are jokes that are two sentences long, and there are probably six jokes in them. And so it's, I think repeat viewing would be rewarded. But it's also a little exhausting, too, because some of them are really funny. Some of them aren't quite as funny. And for me, what was strange about this is... This one, the the more it got into the, the action beats and the plot of the story, the less engaged that I was. Because it is kind of action heavy, which is to be understood. It's a it's a Batman movie and all the villains are in there. But I, I liked it less. And the heart piece of it didn't work on me as much as it did in the original Lego movie because I felt like this one was so 
on the nose with the message so early in the movie, and they just kept ringing that same bell over and over and over and over again. So it was nice, and it was warm, and, and I liked it, but it didn't really land for me as much because it was so on the nose and repeated so often throughout the movie. But overall, thumbs up, high quality, really funny. I think the Lego universe is great. I, I don't know how many of you guys saw the Ninjago trailer that they released for the next one that's coming out, but it looks funny, looks hilarious as well. So for me, mild thumbs up. Mild thumbs up. I was going to say qualified thumbs up, but that yeah, works qualified too. thumbs up. Because the first one for me was like out of the park home run, and this one just isn't quite at that level, but still really good. That's that's interesting. Interesting assessment. I will react to it later. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel, how about you? I loved the movie. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I made the smart move and took my wife. I don't know why you guys uh, <laughs> went solo. So at least I didn't look like a super creeper, but... There's a, a that's lot of great because you're the same here. age as all the kids that are in there, Daniel. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Didn't have any kids you couldn't take. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, uh, I I thought it was fantastic. The thing that I love about this movie, um, obviously, it's it's a follow up to Lego Movie, but but it's still just so unique. There is nothing else other than the Lego Movie. Nothing else out there like this. I feel like it's it's tapped into something really unique from the animation style, which is beautiful and and interesting and different to the, like you said, a mile a minute pop culture references just shooting at you. Um, it's just something different. And so I love it. It's, it's, it's a breath of fresh air. So I love that. There, there were, there were some negative things. I totally agree. Um, the, the action, like the action of the plot was kind of bland, kind of average, but that's not why you're there. You're there for the goofy humor that, that, uh, is unlike any other animated movie. So yeah, overall, I loved it. I will say that, um, I'm really worried that this will get old super fast. Mm-hmm. I saw the trailer for Lego Ninjago. It looks funny, but I'm I'm already like, oh, it's it's the same. It's it's another one. Okay, so and they've got a lot of lot more on the horizon. So I don't know. I I'm I'm worried for the future of this series. They got to figure out how to do something different. But for at least for right now, Lego Batman movie gets a rave review. I loved it. All right. So that's two thumbs up and one half thumb up. <laughs> Chris, you're up next. Yeah. No, look, I'm a huge Batman fan. He is my favorite comic book uh, hero. I've got a poster of his up on my wall here in my office. I love Batman. And uh, this movie was spectacular. I mean, I laughed. I mean, so hard in this movie. And you're right. There's so many inside jokes, so many asides uh, that talk about a a lot of different things. But, you know, even talk about like you like you opened up, Josh, hopefully the audience got to hear that. But, you know, commentary on the Batman and films themselves, uh, callbacks to, uh, you know, Batman and the different franchises and different directors and styles and decades. And, you know, the kids, there's no way they get all that. You know what I mean? There just isn't. But, you know, there's even a, a shark repellent jab that I wonder even if like 5% of the audience got. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like for me, I just really, I, I just, I, I soaked it up because I'm such a Batman f- super fan that all of those little inside jokes and um, all that stuff, I just, just I was eating up. Um, it was just made, tailor-made, I think you're right, Chad, for an older audience who has grown up with Batman, who has grown up with Lego, and this is just kind of like 
all good things packed into one one film. Um, so I, I don't know. Everything I really had a great time with. I, there, there's not a whole lot that I would say that I did not like about this. Sure, it was action-packed, but I think they, they spent their time well, I think. Um, they did a very good job of setting everything up. The one thing I guess the criticism I would have is that the Lego-ness of this movie isn't justified yeah. to me. <laughs> like, it is a little weird. <laughs> like, we we go, I don't know how long in the movie, and then they're like, oh, yeah, we got to build a, a bat wing. And then all of a sudden they just build a bat wing. And I'm like, that doesn't it, – it, it was a little weird. He, he mentioned about having to go into master builder mode. And I was just like, I don't – that just seems so weird. Like, it's okay for them to be Legos and just ignore kind of that and let this let them live in the world. But as soon as they become like a master builder and I don't know, it just felt a little, a little strange. I was waiting for the moment that, and maybe I missed it. Maybe it was in the after credits or something, but I, I didn't stay after to see, but um, you know, Emmett and wild style, none of them, none, none of those characters were in this film. I was expecting them to pop up somewhere but other than that i think that this movie was firing on all cylinders and i was laughing and just having a fantastic time uh i think they did a really great job for their first uh sequel to uh to this to this universe i'm not sure about ninjago but uh, i am a huge batman fan and this 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 definitely worked for me so that's another thumbs up sounds like yes absolutely it, it's interesting that you expected the characters from the the other lego movie i did not expect them at all well, because Batman was in that movie. Right, right. You know what I mean? And I just I just assumed that like he would like knock down a wall or something and he would see another land. You know what I mean? Because all these lands exist side by side, right? They're all like dimensions. So I was just kind of expecting that like he'd kick down a wall and, you know, oh, there's Wild Style. Oh, hey, hey girl. And then, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of what I was yeah, expecting. I could see that. It's yeah. interesting. Okay, so my turn. And... I will start out by saying that now I, I, I finally understand it's coming together for me how DC is going to save their disaster of a movie franchise. Yes. And it's just <laughs> Lego movies all the yeah. time. That's all they need. That is this is a this is a better movie than than uh, <laughs> than what they've been putting out. I, I have to say, yes. Yeah. Uh they really should, but they won't. Um I can yeah. I can hardly say enough good things about this movie. This was just so entertaining so wonderful it's it's like warner brothers is taking the mantle from pixar because they played the new cars trailer before this movie which i've seen a couple times by now and the new cars trailer feels like pixar's trying to make their movies grow up for some Mm -hmm. some indecipherable reason the new cars looks like the wrestler starring steve mcqueen (laughs) like this heavy drama movie and Lego Batman is the funny, fast-paced movie that's, like you guys have said, that's really written for adults and not the kids. And has and, heart. Yeah. And and has heart. I, I will side with Chad that my only criticism is that the second act dragged and the emotional piece wasn't really there because it was, yeah, on the nose is the right way to put that, um, like Chad said. But overall, this movie... <laughs> was just so great. It's the best backstory for Robin, the best telling of that backstory I can imagine. And it has lines that I'm going to be repeating at least in my head for months. Computer overcompensate. <laughs> How are your abs, bro? <laughs> <laughs> and being attacked by British robots, ask your nerd friends. Ask your nerd friends. Ask your nerd friends. Oh, so good. So good. 
All right. Yeah, that's all I got. So I guess we go back around before spoilers and say, see it, see it in the theater. So we'll start back with Melody. Traditional questions. Absolutely. Everyone will love this movie. Go see it in the theater and just have a fun time. Chad. I definitely think you should see it in the theater. If if I came across as like negative on it, I'm definitely not negative on it. This is much better than we have any right to expect from a Lego movie. Uh, you know, I don't want this series to become like the video game series where there's like literally a Lego everything. So there's like four of these a year. I can't. That's too much. But yeah. I think the style is good. I think the the writing is razor sharp. And I think that you definitely should see this uh, in the theater. I think this movie's front loaded for me personally. I laughed like Chris said. I laughed out loud three dozen times in the first 30, 40 minutes. And then yeah. it kind of tapered off for me. But overall, you definitely should see this movie. You definitely should see it in the theater. Hopefully they'll uh, they'll keep the quality going. Yeah. I'm with you on the front loaded part uh, for the most part. Uh, Daniel, how about you? Agreed. Definitely see it and see it in the theater. It's well worth the money for sure. And Chris. Uh, it's fantastic. Just go see it. Go see it with the family. You'll have a great time. It's awesome. Everything is. Yep, awesome. everything is awesome. Way to bring it all around. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with everyone else. See it See it in the theater. It is just incredibly entertaining. Hey, Josh, before we go to spoilers, real quick, what has happened to you? This is two shows, <laughs> this is two shows in a row <laughs> yes. where I you've been so the voice happy. of positivity. This is beautiful. I, I have had a life change. Is and your child no, getting I, older, and so now yeah. you're seeing the flowers bloom, and I don't know. No, I got I got to see I got to see Lego Batman instead of Mad Max or the Fault in Our Mars or whatever else we wanted to see. <laughs> Fault in Our Mars. <laughs> yeah, credit to one of my coworkers for retitling the space between us. Do we have spoilers to talk about? Let's jump into spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. And he's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark. All that cold. I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. All the side characters, like Melody was saying, are hilarious. But something that I found very interesting was Ray Fiennes played Alfred, right? Yeah. yeah. And we we also realize um, that Lord Voldemort was in this movie, but he didn't voice Lord Voldemort. <laughs> oh, and he is or did. <laughs> So funny. I found that so funny because as I was watching the movie, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I wonder if he if he is he, is he playing Voldemort or?" And no, it was Eddie Izzard, which is so strange. The, the, the cast is amazing. Two Face is played by Billy D. Williams, who played him in the original 1989 Batman movie, Tim Burton Batman. He played he played yeah. Harvey Dent in the 1989 Batman movie. He never got to play Two Face because they didn't get to his character. So Billy D. Williams finally got to play Two Face. Two, Two-Face in this movie. Conan O'Brien is the Riddler. 
I mean, just like Channing Tatum as Superman, Jonah Hill as Green Lantern, like just amazing. Mariah Carey was in this movie. Like, I just, I don't, it's crazy. I'm sure it was some kind of contractual thing about that. But now I'll tell you a movie I would pay, I'd definitely pay money to see would be Lego Batman v Superman. I'd be all in on that. that, that, It almost went there. It almost went there. No, I loved it. That line in the movie was wonderful. It was so just self-aware. It well, was just amazing. His, his whole thing when he's first talking to the Joker and he's like, I guess I have no enemy. I like to fight around. That was great. That stuff is yeah. great. That was all amazing. I will yeah, say, was... too, I wish they had more Bane. The Bane voice was great. I don't know who that guy Bane was that did was it, great. but we needed, we needed more Bane just in the background. You know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. It's great. It's absolutely great. <laughs> Yeah, no. The Phantom so Zone. Fun. The way the Phantom Zone had Jaws and a Raptor from Jurassic Park. <laughs> and, uh, and that's the also fun. That was it. Was great. Like Doug Benson was his name. It's, it's, it's a uh, comedian you you'd probably recognize. He's like one of those guys who who, who voiced Bane. Okay. Um, yeah, but anyway, so yeah, no, I totally agree with you. There is a lot of those just yeah. And Zach Galifianakis is the Joker. Yeah, he's the Joker. Right. Like what? Was, so, what was the shark repellent joke you were talking about? It's in the original 1960s Batman movie. Oh, okay. The opening sequence, he <laughs> he's he jumps in, on, onto like a a ladder hanging from a helicopter, and he's trying to climb up the you know to the helicopter. A shark jumps out of the ocean and grabs onto his leg, and he looks up at Robin, <laughs> who is in the helicopter, and he says to Robin, "Robin." <laughs> Pass me the shark repellent. And he's like, oh, yeah, Batman. He turns around. There's there's literally a label of shark repellent. Just like in the Lego movie, he grabs the shark repellent, hands it to Batman. Batman grabs it, sprays the shark, and the shark falls back into the ocean. That's ice. fantastic. It's yeah. just, it's spectacular. It's amazing. Any director or group of people that take the pains to make those kinds of references, you know, yeah. you're, you're, in, you're in good hands. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like it, it's not it, what's not just Batman stuff, it's actually filmmaking stuff too. Like the beginning, that opening line, him just like <laughs> saying, you know, it's gonna make the executives nervous. Right. Like it's just it's wonderful. It's just like oh, why this is so meta that ninety percent of the people do not care about this, but I am laughing so hard. It's like made for me, I feel and like I that- just Ten-year-old girl's like, "Mommy, why is that creepy old man laughing down there?" <laughs> no, I was with my. I look. We had a. We had a, an entire row of people saying this movie. It was. It was, in the, it was not creepy at all. Good sure. times. But Kayla uh, was fake laughing for most of the movie. She was. She's like, "Daddy's laughing, so That's I'm so gonna laugh." <laughs> Poor kids don't know why it's funny. Were you about to say something, Daniel? Like ten minutes ago. Nope. Nope. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, Daniel, we still love you. Whatever. <laughs> wow. This, yes, this episode have... is so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Thank you, Chad, for helping me in hey, my quest. Daniel you started Daniel it. From Chris Jr. He, he to... started it. He sent that tweet out, and I was like, oh, this is game on. Twitter. Oh, boy. All right. So, uh, Lego Batman gets a rousing round of applause, and I think. I think that does it for the main event. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. Welcome to Rome. Is this a formal event or a social affair? Social. How many buttons? Two. And what style? Tactical. 
How good to see you again so soon. You have no idea what's coming. You want a war? Or do you want to just give me a gun? All right, guys, we're going to do a mini review of John Wick Chapter 2. The IMDb description is as follows. After returning to the criminal underworld to repay a debt, John Wick discovers that a large bounty has been put on his life. John Wick Chapter 2 is the follow-up to uh, John Wick, which was a surprise hit a few years ago. I think it kind of flew in without anybody expecting a whole lot of it, and it blew away a lot of people and became very, very popular. It did quite well at the box office for its budget. And uh, so far, John Wick Chapter 2 has even exceeded those. I think it's done twice as as well as the original, so I'm sure John Wick Chapter 3 is on its way. It's getting pretty good reviews views as well. I see here it's got an 8.5 out of 10 on IMDb. And so, you know, it's uh it, it's a it's an interesting franchise. It's quite violent, but I'm really excited to talk with you Chad uh, about this. I don't think we're going to do as formal as we normally do. Let's just go ahead and chat a little bit about what we thought of uh John Wick, the franchise and then this new one. So, what did you think of the first one? You liked it, right? Yeah, I I was on a shoot with uh, a crew, and I don't remember where we were. I think it was Honestly, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Somewhere in America when the yeah. first one came out. And so we finished the, the shoot a little earlier than we had anticipated. It was around eight or nine. And we're like, hey, there's a 1015. What do we want to go see? Oh, that John Wick looks OK. Let's, whatever. Let's go see it. And very much like most people in America that saw that movie, we had no idea what we were in store for Man. and sat down and loved it. Obviously, you know, and here's yeah. the thing. I'm a, I'm a kid of the eighties. I grew up with over the top action, like commando and first blood Rambo, you know, Schwarzenegger, Stallone, those, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, the blood sport, those kind of like really violent, but over the top cartoon. Delta force. Um, yeah. Almost cartoony. Yeah. And, totally. um, and love those kind of movies. And honestly, there's been kind of a – there's certainly no shortage of action films, but that kind of action film that just has a, a specific tone and identity and that isn't afraid to embrace what it is. And yeah. so when John Wick came along, obviously we had never seen any kind of gunplay like that. And you know, there are a lot of people that are immediately turned off by that because of the gunplay and the violence. But or if you're of a, of a certain disposition that loves – because, you know, here's how I feel about it. Some things are just cool. They just look cool. And, right. you know, there's a reason why Stallone had a match in his mouth in Cobra and the glasses. It's ridiculous, but it just looks cool. And so, Absolutely. you know, John Wick is one of those characters that kills people with guns. There are more headshots in the coolest in the coolest way possible. And so if you're the kind of person that likes that this these movies are for you and so the first one blew us away so going into the second one my expectations honestly were a little lower just thinking that like most sequels it may not be as good or it may be a retread as silly as it sounds his motivation in the first one getting revenge over killing his dog was awesome going into yeah going into the second one was like 
am I going to care as much? Are they going to try to go bigger? And I'm happy to say that if you like the first one, you will love the second one. It is. You'll like this even more. I mean, even more. It's, <laughs> yes. it is fantastic. There are set pieces in here and, and I don't want to get too specific because I want to hear what, you know, what you think too, but it, no, it's, no, yeah. it's thrilling. His motivation is great. Keanu Reeves is perfect for this character. I mean, the kind of actor that he is, it's it's perfect. So we'll talk more specifically about some of the plot beats uh, later. But overall, man, I loved it. And I saw it with a lot of people that loved it, too. And I don't mean people that I knew. There were oohs and ahs and oh, and ooh. I mean, all yeah. throughout. It's it's unlike any kind of action movie that, that I can think of that we've ever had uh, this series. And so uh, count me as a big fan. What did you think? Yeah, no, I mean, look, Keanu Reeves will always be tied to the Matrix series for me, right? And so that's that kind of Japanese, very cartoon-esque, very fantasy action film. And this is a logical step for him. Uh, It's still in that wheelhouse where this is definitely, like you were saying, like, it's violent. It is over the top. (laughs) It is, yeah, no, it is, yeah, very, very violent. But at the same time, it is cartoony. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is, it is just a silly, really just minimal plot. Like here's, he needs to go from a to B and he's going to kill guys in between. Um, yeah. that is, that is it. Uh, and I mean, I, I loved it. I, it is like, um, well choreographed dance. It is a show. It is a spectacle and it's amazing. Um, I really like the common, uh, character, uh, awesome. Cassian. Awesome. Um, Man, the 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 first moment, the first fight, dude, yeah. crazy. It was so good. Yeah. Like as I was watching that fight in the movie theater, I thought to myself, "This is the greatest." Yeah, this is. This, it's hard. See... It's hard to believe it when you're seeing it. You're just sitting there yeah. smiling, like, uh, "What's happening?" Yeah. And, and what's what's so great is is that I, what I love about it is that there's this. I guess we call it world building. It's such a cliche phrase now. In this but case, there's though, it's, it's, it's accurate. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's such good world building and minimal. Uh, it, it, they tell it really well. Like, they they build out the world of the first one, in some really exciting ways, and some new places that we hadn't gone in the first film, and just to see like the respect that they have for one another, and yet they know they have to do a job. Uh, it's very like uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, or very like Alias type. There, there's there, there's like this underworld with its own rules and its own currency and its own you know economy and understanding and class and all that stuff. Yeah. The only thing I would say that I was really kind of bummed about was I was actually really looking forward to the reunion right. of Morpheus and Neo. <laughs> right. Right. And that literally goes nowhere. I, I was a little bummed by that. I was expecting at least yeah, and for, for Morpheus to yeah. shoot a gun or something. And, and I, I agree with that on the one hand. On the other hand, and, and let's go ahead and say this right now. So from this yeah. point forward, if you haven't seen John Wick Chapter 2, you need to see it because we're going to start talking oh, spoilers. Yeah. Just go um, see it. If you like the first one, go see yeah, this one. Chris no and I give it the the seal of approval, the screener's thumbs up. It's freaking awesome. You'll love it. It really is good. It's I mean, it's, it's awesome. And so now we're going to talk spoilers. But for yes. me, I, I felt the same way until he gets the marker from the other guy. But then Morpheus's character says to him, I'm going to do this for you, but you owe me. And right. so that gives me hope that in the third movie, there'll be more there. Because I feel like, and, and honestly, as action-packed as this is, if if they had another arc with Morpheus, 
it might have been a little too overstuffed because there was so much other stuff leading to the confrontation between the uh, the two. Although it would have been cool to see something. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, and Uncommon's character Cassian is still alive too. Yeah. Um, that that didn't get you know shut down or whatever, which I really did like. And again, yeah. there's that that respect there for one another that I quite enjoy. Yeah. And what so you I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say I wanted to I wanted to expand just a little on what you said. I think that one of the strengths of both of these movies is are are the rules that they set up in this world. Oh, yes. It makes everything have weight. Yes. The fact that if you're in this if you're in this one place there is no business allowed. And they, you know, it's like being in a really very elite club and there's you know there's a certain way that you have to dress and there's a certain it's name, like a golf club. you know, like yeah. a golf club and and this means this and if you want to see the tailor they're going to fit you with this I custom suit and and your that custom sequence. gun was fantastic. That sequence of him asking for the Somali Yes. and like going through his all of the the different uh, uh weapons that yes. he needed and yeah. oh it was so it's so, it so hyper stylized and awesome it just why, why do you do it because it's awesome that's why yeah but it was it, it, it in any other place it would be cheesy you know what it reminded me of and i just now remembered this it it, it it's so much like the kingsman yeah. Um, that yes. whole, like, it, you know, it, 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 that, that world, uh, where you just accept it, it's silly, yeah. but it, it never, it never crosses never the line. Feels silly. And, yeah. You just buy it. Cause everybody's so, like you said, it looks so freaking cool. And you're like, so I, cool. I, I, I want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get shot in the head, but I, I definitely <laughs> want to do this. Yeah. And the gun, and again, not to fetish, fetishize it, but the guns in this movie are so, good. so awesome. I mean, when he's just, you know, going through the different options and the way that they fire and the way yeah. that he holds his gun is ridiculous, but it looks cool. It and so, and I, you really have to, you really have to tip your cap here to, to the way that they shoot the action. I read an article that talked about, they yeah. had a mandate for that movie that they carried over into this movie was that they wanted to shoot the action in wide. They wanted to shoot it wide shots so that you could clearly see the action and clearly see what's going on. And it's a subtle thing. Now, people like us, obviously, we notice that. But it's a subtle thing that when you shoot action in wide and you can easily follow what's going on, very much like the Russo brothers did with Captain America Civil War, it yeah. makes it so much more visceral and so much more exciting because you then have story beats that can play out in the action and it makes it much cooler and much easier to see than the quick cuts into a slam close up and all this but other stuff. But it's more difficult for the actual much more, much more because which and, is why and it's that's so that, impressive. That's why it's so freaking impressive is because these long shots of Keanu Reeves actually yeah. do, now, of course there's digital trickery. I get it. I understand. Sure. Look, I, there, that bugged me some of the digital blood and the digital, um, you know, yeah. gunfire, all that stuff, whatever. But again, that just plays in to me, plays further into the, I don't, how do I say this? Like further, uh, distance away from reality yeah. so that I could actually buy into it and actually enjoy it. Cause I, I knew you could see the strings, so to speak. You know sure. what I mean? Like you knew yeah. you're, you're watching something that's not quite real. Yeah. Um, but for me, I just I, I bought into it, and and like you said, like you see the physicality of it and yeah. what they had to work to make it so so great. It was it was yeah. it was overall this this movie is just it's just wonderful. You know, Ian McShane's character, Winston, the manager, the so manager, good. the manager is always in. I mean, it's always just in. it's just so so awesome. All of the all the different rules, and and I know we talked about it, but you can't undersell common. 
his he was character great. is so great, and they're so yes. professional in the way that they try to kill each other. And it's but they're equally skilled, and that's why it's it's just a it's it's so much fun to see. And uh, and like you said, this one is doing extremely well in the box office, so we can definitely anticipate a John Wick three. And as yeah. long as they keep making them at this level. I'm in because there's nothing like this out there. I just, you know what? I mean, it it was it was really well, really well made. Oh, I wanted to mention this too, and I know this is we're getting long. We only said we're gonna do five minutes, but the sequence at the beginning with the the car and uh, the the Russian from every every movie ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, it was I I had the biggest smile on my face him driving that car around and busting it up. And, it's so ridiculous. You know, it, it's like it's that car so... should have exploded 25 times by now, <laughs> but it's, it sets up the tone of the film yeah. so well. So, you know what you're getting into, you know, that they're going to be calling him the boogeyman. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. it just, it's great. That, that opening sequence is very much like a bond film and that like it set the tone. Yeah. Awesome action. And, uh, you know, here we go. And, and wrapped for, up the, wrapped up the, the plot from the end of the first one. They, the first you know, one. Yeah. Where's have, the, where's the peace now? Let's leave me alone. Uh, right. it's, it's great. It's it, it's great in every way. And there, you know, let's 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 be honest and say there are people that this movie is not for. They'll be turned off right. by the violence. They'll be turned oh, off yeah. by the cartoonish nature of it. But for people that like great action and impressive kind of, it's I mean, it's a testosterone fueled. You know, I would much yes. rather see a movie like this than like you know, fast and furious, you know, those, those movies are fine, but it's the same kind of feeling that is trying to tap into that. Just it, you do this because it looks cool and the action is great, but these are legitimately good movies. So huge thumbs up. I can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said before, this is, if you enjoyed those 80 action movies, but you'd like to see them done really well uh, with artistry and yeah. not just like men that didn't, you know, actually work out and, you know, kind of huff and puff and have their, <laughs> have their body doubles do all the work. Right. Keanu Reeves does the work. He it does, is on man. the screen and yeah. it is amazing. It really is. Awesome. Go see it. Yes. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up our episode for this time. Thanks for tuning in. If you guys have any ideas of stuff you want us to talk about, or if you want to make Chad feel bad for bashing on Daniel yes. this episode, Do please that. feel free to visit us on Facebook, send us an email, screenerscast at gmail.com, and communicate with us so that we can better communicate with you guys. Join us next time. We're going to be rehashing the Oscars one last time and catching up on some TV, which will be lots of fun. So don't miss that episode. We'll talk to you guys next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time. <laughs>